Hello, everyone. I'm Jeff Johansing. I run the Pasadena office of Insurance Office of America. I am a property and casualty insurance agent working on companies in the middle market arena from 100 plus employees, uh, 10 million plus in revenue. And my focus is to have all of my clients have happy employees. I'm here today with Kevin Walker, who runs Boardwalks Branding, and he's in the Los Angeles area. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you. Want, you. you want to tell us a little bit about your company? Uh, sure. Uh, Boardwalks is brand strategy consultancy. Uh, we're here in Los Angeles. We've been in business since 1990. Uh, we work in all different industries, uh, technology, uh, healthcare, uh, financial services, uh, consumer products, sports entertainment, municipalities, nonprofits, pretty much everything. Um, and what we do with our clients is we help them differentiate their brand assets and in a meaningful way, find their true competitive advantage, uh, tell their story and grow their business. Wonderful. So Kevin, my first question, how does having a strong brand create happy employees? Well, studies show that the top concern of middle market companies is talent. How does an organization attract uh, the best, most capable, most productive employees and then keep the competition from poaching them? Uh, in the past, they've only had to worry themselves about two different things, uh, base pay, mm -hmm. salary structure, and benefits package. Right. But now, every job offer has that. And at top talent, in fact, will expect uh, offers at the high end of that scale. Um, so if every job offer is, uh, if there's parity on all the job offers, how does a candidate make his decision? Uh, and they look at four different things. They look at the purpose and the mission at the, at the prospective company. They look at the meaningfulness of the work there. They look at the quality of the coworkers and they look at the corporate culture. And if you notice, that's the, all those things are branding issues. Uh, and in fact, 50% uh, of job candidates who turn down a job offer do it because they don't like the offering company's brand. Okay. Um, but if you've been managing your brand effectively, it will already be as attractive to your best employee as it is to your best customer. A good brand strategy will be pointing to healthy corporate culture, uh, meaningful work, high quality coworkers, and you'll be in good shape to attract the very best candidates and to keep them happy. Everybody wants to work for a good brand, right. a good strong brand. And um, I know you and I have spoken before on this issue, and you brought up also that there's a fair amount of people that are leaving because maybe they took the job because nothing else was available. And It's true. Um, uh, I read one study that said 51% of people who are in a job are actively looking for a better situation. Now, how active they are, I'm not sure. I mean, it could be somebody who's yeah. very actively looking for another job and has his resume going out everywhere, or somebody's just keeping a, keeping a weather eye out for a better opportunity. Right. That's a big number. It's that a big is number. a very big number. Recruiting is really expensive. Um, is that employment value pr proposition different from my customer-facing value proposition? And if so, aren't we now doubling our marketing efforts and budget? Um, actually, on the contrary, um, you'll be saving money both in your marketing side and in your human resources uh, with a strong brand. Um, again, the same brand strategy that attracts your best customer will also attract your best employee. Oh, oh. Um, take, for example, a company like Tom Shoes. Uh, they have a very unique, um, out-of-the-ordinary, altruistic brand promise, uh, and that attracts a certain kind of customer. 
but it also attracts a certain kind of employee who's interested in that kind of altruistic uh, outlook uh, or altruistic uh, business model, if you will. So the employee, or Tom, if there is a Tom, uh, the employee and the customer all share this, this value system right. that makes them all work well together in their brand. And um, while that might be an extreme example, uh, this kind of tribalism exists everywhere uh, where people just feel attracted and comfortable with a brand that they, whose values they share. Mm -hmm. um, and that's true in B2B and in the uh, services sectors as right. well as in consumer products. I know the Tom's Shoes buy one, give one type thing right. where you buy a pair of shoes right. and then they give one to someone in need in a third world country of the sort. Right, right. and Warby Parker is the same thing. Uh, but again, that's kind of an extreme example, mm -hmm. uh, but it makes the point. But yeah. every company, every business out there, every product, every service, anything that needs to be marketed should have a brand strategy and it should focus on a unique uh, brand promise Got like it. that. So I get how a brand can lower marketing costs through consistency and increased in awareness. But you also claim a strong brand lowers costs in human resources. How is that so? As an example, we had a client, Trillium, and they were um, developers of protocol software. Uh, right from the get-go, our uh, strategy for them was to position them as the gold standard in that sector. And as that brand was starting to take shape, a funny thing started to happen. They started getting resumes from all over the world. Uh, all the best protocol software engineers in the world recognize Trillium as being uh, the place, the leader in that market, and that's where they wanted to work. So from there on, Trillium had very little in the way of recruiting costs because they were all the best people were coming to them. And uh, also, they, their training costs went way down because these people are already the best uh, protocol software minds in the world, and they just didn't need mm -hmm. that much training. The training will go down also because the retention's high. So retention not... is higher, yes, because they're working for a brand that they want to work for. So the the fifty one percent that we talked about earlier that are actively looking are not at this company. Well, hopefully most not. Yeah. But most likely because yeah, right, right. Yeah. Next question: What if you're talking about branding a product? How does an employee value proposition fit in there? Well, uh, you have two scenarios there. Uh, you can either be a house of brands or a branded house. Uh, a branded house would be a company like Nike, uh, where everything they do fits under the Nike banner. Any new product that they might develop, as long as it's you know an authentic part of their current portfolio, uh, their Nike brand strategy is going to work to attract and retain the right kind of employee. Okay. Uh, Flip side of that is House of Brands, and that would be something like Procter & Gamble. The P&G brand itself is almost invisible. All their marketing efforts goes into their individual products, which are individual business units that they can buy and sell. Okay. Uh, in that case, each one of those products, like Tide or whatever, uh, would develop its own brand strategy that would attract its own dedicated employee and its own devoted customer. So in either case, this works out uh, well to attract the right kind of employees. Okay, because they're working for the specific division, as you said. Right, right. right. Okay. okay. So another question. How can a business that hasn't given much thought to this sort of a thing begin to build a brand strategy that will attract happy customers and employees? Well, there's an art and a science to branding. 
and uh, some people like Steve Jobs and Phil Knight at Nike and um, uh, Richard Branson, they sort of have an innate knack for the art side of it. They kind of get it. Uh, and if that's you, great. Um, but you would still do yourself a favor uh, to consult with a branding agency to take you through the science side of it because there is a, a method to discovering what your brand promise ought to be. Uh, in the end, a brand strategy is making a business case for why a brand asset should be positioned in a certain way in order to gain competitive advantage over the rest of the market. And there's a process to, to arriving at that conclusion. And, and your best bet is to go with a branding consultancy like Boardwalk. Mm. Um, but there are also ad agencies and PR firms that can do a pretty good job of it too. And then pulling that branding into the employee happiness. It's again, like we talked about in the beginning, it's everyone's on the same page, believes in the mission, et cetera, sort of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, when we put brand strategies together for larger companies, uh, we want to make sure that there's a representative of like the rank and file employees okay. who's part of the, the approval committee, uh, along with the CEO and perhaps their marketing people. Uh, we want a, a trusted employee to be part of that determination so that that person can report back to the rest mm -hmm. of the staff what's going on, why we're doing what we're doing. And, and then when we come out to uh, with the final brand strategy, there's a, some employee buy-in to that, right. at, at least at a certain level. And uh, it makes it easier for everybody to get on board and start growing in the, in the yeah. same direction. How long does the process of doing this branding for a company take? If you've got a, a company that's, let's say, been around five years in a newer space, is there a guideline um, that you would use? It, it really kind of depends on the size of the company and uh, the, the number of different number of different things they're working on. Uh, I talked to a nonprofit recently that has about a dozen different major programs, and each one of those has to probably be branded itself, and then it would take quite a while to do it. Um, but typically, my clients uh, tend to tends to be like a, uh, anywhere from six weeks to six months to get through the brand strategy part of it. Uh, then, what comes out of the strategy? Now you have to look at all your all your marketing communication. And say, well, does what we've been doing does that fit with our, our new brand strategy? Uh, does our logo communicate what we need it to communicate? And if it doesn't, then you need to, you know, probably update your logo. Uh, websites, you know, so that could be a, another six months to a year. You know, Get all so. that stuff. So, can you tell me an example of a company that you took through this process and what the end result was? Uh, yeah, well, we could talk about Trillium. Uh, we started with Trillium. There were three software engineers uh, sitting around a kitchen table. They didn't even have an office. Uh, their issue was they felt strongly that their solutions, their software solutions, were far superior to the rest of the competition, but they couldn't seem to like sell it. Um, so we went with them to a trade show because that's where all the trade. Um, sorry, that's where all their business happened was at trade shows, and we could see the issue right away. Uh, they had a tiny little uh, 10 foot by 10 foot booth at the back of the convention hall mm -hmm. uh, with the black curtain behind them and the little table in front with a black curtain around that, skirting it, and then the little generic sign, you know, a cardboard sign, you know, tied by wire up to the top of the curtain. 
and all their competitors were exactly the same. Oh. And all the software engineers who were manning all these booths all had that uh, universal software engineer. Engineer, yes. uh, You know, old jeans, uh, ironic t-shirt and ratty sneaks. And uh, so we said, oh, okay, what we're gonna do is we're, we're gonna help you here, but we're, you're not gonna like some of the things we ask you to do. The first thing we had them do is get a 20 by 20 foot booth. Uh, then we designed a, a corporate identity for them that looked like it belonged up there with their customers, which at the time were like Nokia, Motorola, okay. General Electric. Some big companies. Big companies. Yeah. And, you know, they needed to look like they belonged in that club. And we created a trade show booth for them. We redid all their marketing materials. And then at the next trade show, the doors open, the buyers come in, and they went to our uh, client's booth first. Oh, the other thing that they didn't want to do that we made them do is wear khakis and we had a polo shirt made with their logo on it. They, okay. they didn't look professional, which made the buyers feel more comfortable with them. So the buyers went to their booth first, stayed there longer. Mm -hmm. uh, protocol software is a tough sale. It takes some time to explain it. Uh, and so the, they had that time with the buyers. Then the buyers went to the other booths and pretty much they were already sold on our clients. So... Within about five years, they were the market leader. Okay. Within about 10 years, they had hardly any competition left. And then after 15 years, we lost them as a client because they were bought by Intel. Oh, wow. So okay. it, it works. And that's a B2B situation. Uh, B2C is a... You know, it's a, a whole well, it's the same story, but it's um, uh, B, B2C companies seem to know that, mm -hmm. that they need branding. Tell me about your favorite B2C success story. We did a program for Honda racing, okay. motorcycle racing. Okay. And that was a, a had some tough technical issues um, because it was a it was a co we actually had two different clients that we had Honda Racing and we also had NBC Universal okay. who was doing a licensing program for them. So we ha had to serve two different masters here whose uh. whose uh, Priorities weren't always in alignment. Okay. Uh, add to that, uh, we're doing a, a program that has individual racers involved, individual racers who wear uniforms that have a million different logos mm -hmm. on them, and then some of those companies were not on board with the program. Okay. So uh, all the logos had to be photoshopped out. Uh, so that took some time too. Uh, but I was very happy with it that we, we ended up doing two programs, a mass market program and a, and a specialty market program uh, that satisfied two different customers and everybody was happy. So okay. I was really, really thrilled with that. And what about um, a good example of a branding experience you had where it really did, you could see the light go on in the employees. Like, I get it. I get what this is doing for us as a company. You know, I think I would go back to Trillium again. Okay. Because uh, software engineers can be pretty skeptical people. Okay. About anything marketing, um, but when they saw it happening, they they really were on board and and, okay. and appreciated the work. So. All right. Well, everyone, again, I'm Jeff Johansing. This is another a video for our Happy Employees series. And I am with Kevin Walker of Boardwalk Strategies.